on hosting a Seder, specifically keeping it engaging with the guests and kid-friendly, and there may include, you know, flying frogs and um, other plagues like that. So um, in, in preparation, I found, um, I've, I had personal questions on the Seder in different Haggadah or Haggadot that I've come across, Messianic, online, um, Orthodox, just there's certain elements that are required for Passover or for the Seder. Um, and there's always sections in there that talk about four sons. Mm -hmm. Now I know the Manishtana, the four questions are come in. And um, so in preparation, that was one of my personal questions. Who are the four sons? We've never really incorporated the four sons in our Passover Seder, but that was a very interesting, so I hope to share a little bit about that. Um, and I came across this. So this was a way to maybe engage our guests at the Seder. Um, I thought I would share them with you and then collect them, maybe read through, or if anybody <coughs> has a question, not that I'm going to answer it right now, but I would just love to see what, what are your questions about Passover, what are your questions about Seder, what about Judaism, about you know being a woman embracing Torah, which is whatever questions you had. So any brave volunteers? Yes, ma'am. I've always wanted to know, does Elijah always appear at a Seder? And if so, how do you know that he appears? Lovely. Great. Okay. Good, good. 
any really hard questions, we're going to either give to Mary, <laughs> she already answered a really good one, or, or we will just pass on to the Zadi class. So yeah. that's cool. I, I hope I can maybe address that one. Any other questions? Yes. I know we clean out the comments because it's a, it's a mitzvah, we're supposed to, but why? Like, why did Hashem command us to clean out the comments? Rather than something why else. Why yeast instead of another mm -hmm. grain or Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. Any other? Yes. It's for the guests that are impatient and want to eat first. <laughs> the ones that are paid to eat first. Ah, yeah. yeah. Especially if you're the one hosting the dinner. Oh, right. You're paid to let them eat first so that they're sure. not like attacking you or interrupting <laughs> you. And then do the Seder ritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great questions. I, I am all for the little, you know, we're getting snacks. Yeah, <laughs> the little snacks out. Yes, totally. We do so, snacks. Definitely. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> so, great questions. Shall, shall, would y'all want to pass them in? Because I, I really am interested to see what they are. And I, I want to keep mine. You want to keep later. yours? Yes. <laughs> Got it. Thank well, you. See if you have anything too. to share. Thank you, you so see much. I want to see everybody's questions. It helps stimulate mine. Right. Yeah. We're working on it. Okay. Cool. I love it. All right. Well, I thought I would just start with kind of the timeline of how we observe Passover and prep, you know, preparing for Passover and seders and everything. Um, and the first, the first. Um, I guess, time marker that I have is Purim. Mm -hmm. So that is your, like the clock starts ticking on Purim. And that's when I stop buying any hummets from Costco. <laughs> because it's gonna take us a while to clean it out. And I start inventorying um, what's in my pantry. So um, that's, that's my timeline. Margaret. When is it? When I st when Purim, when Purim hits, oh, okay. that's when my my little mm -hmm. you know stopwatch clock goes on for you know alert. There's there's puppets in there, you know, um, and probably when I start my cleaning, and I start on the outside of the house because hopefully we're not eat we're not supposed to be eating upstairs, but inevitably there may be a popcorn kernel you know in the couch. So I just kind of start out and leaving the kitchen as the last. Hey, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you can make it. Let's see. Um, let's see. I guess I'll give you a little bit of background. We we started celebrating Passover like 13 years ago. Yes. Well, this is really the pro. Okay. Oh, good. Um, just as a little side note, as people are getting set here, it's really cool. I've been listening to this teaching, um, this Breslau teaching about Purim actually, and how Purim is actually a really serious holiday because it prepares us for Passover. And um, we're, I'll try and be succinct here, but the main two things are Tzedakah mm -hmm. and Amalek, eradicating Amalek. And Tzedakah, um, it's a, in Esther, it talks about you know, the Jews gave portions to each other and gave Tzedakah. And um, so the same, so they say, like, if someone extends his hand, like, asking for money on Purim, like, you're required to not withhold. And they say that the same way God does that. Like so, when we when we bring our supplications to God, like He has an open hand, like He He is open for prayer, and like big things can happen on Purim, sense of prayer. So that's kind of cool, and preparing for Passover, and then also eradicating Amalek, is because um, 
Amalek has the same demonstration and the same story, it means doubt. And so when we have a war against Amalek in every generation, it's against doubt. And that's like our own thing that we need to like pray through constantly in preparation for prayer and pressure for Passover is like God make us worthy and like help us to understand like that who his who he really is and his greatness that we don't need to have doubt or have fear and mm. all that. So just a little tie bit because I, I tend to think of prayer and preparation is okay, okay, what's kind of costume am I going to get? And then, then oh, the comments, you know. But it's really just kind of the spiritual aspect, too, just to throw that out there. Beautiful. If anyone still needs a perm costume, I saw one <laughs> suggestion that you could be the white gold or slash black <laughs> gold dress. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. Anyone still needed one? No, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I wanted to share a little bit about what Kometz was hmm. and identifying it. Um, I, I remember in, in you know kind of searching my my pantry and going to get what um, and we, we've kind of what we've cleaned our house out from over the years has changed and I know as a spiritual application that is that goes along as well. Um, Passover is one of my favorite. Um, Moedim, um, holidays. It is also a very hard one because it is it requires so much work. But like other things, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And um, I, I'm one of those weird ones that really like cleaning. And I like the deep. I like the scrubbing cleaning. I like the immediate you know results that you get from it. And um, so I I do. I love that. I'm, you know, so. Um, and. One, one year, I was cleaning out everything. I realized just if a chametz represents sin, so I'm thinking we, we've all done this for several years, so if this is kind of like, I'm assuming we know a lot. <coughs> we know that chametz is a picture of sin and love and being puffed up. Um, and I, I realized many of my items in my pantry were the prepackaged. Um, items. They were in pretty boxes, nice individual wrapped, and they were pretty. They were easy. They were convenient, much like I've seen sin in in my life. You know, it might be packaged pretty. It might be easy to get into, very enticing, you know, that kind of thing. So I recognized, ah, most of my comments, things that you would buy yeast in, um, there was all this prepackaged looked good, convenient foods. And um, so that was just kind of a, these little revelations. I'm like, oh. So I, I spend, um, I try to spend the time that I'm you know, cleaning and pulling things out. Um, it's been a tremendous time where I'm like really focusing on myself and asking the Lord to reveal as we're like trying to figure out where, where you know, where has been the most interesting place you have found comments? Really interesting, like well, car, my car, mm. your car. Yes, really, the car. Car and toothpaste. And toothpaste. Yes, that baking soda toothpaste thing. Some, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, usually find that one after. <laughs> um, well, it doesn't matter how hard I clean, how careful I check, yeah. how many times I look. It never fails that halfway through. We give a of bread. I find something. Yeah, I know. It's like seriously, where did this come from? I know. <laughs> it's like, whoa. So, uh, 
you yeah. know, I'm always thankful for the prayer that we begin with, that if we find it, it's not ours, mm-hmm. Come on, because yep. it's always there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a great way to pray as well, just spiritually, was we're you know, internalizing this in our search for comments of what may be um, prideful or puffed up in our lives, in our actions, or what we do. I, I wanted to show you something I thought was very fascinating. I... We'll have to, let's see, read this. This is Chametz, okay? Chametz, we have the Chet, the Mim, and the Zadikopit. There we go. Okay. Interestingly enough, Matzah is very similar in the three letters in reverse. (coughs) So you can see the Chet and the He there are very similar. So... When we're searching for hametz, I was always intrigued that matzah, what we eat, matzah is made out of wheat. So I will give you a little acronym. It's BROWS, B-R-O-W-S. So BROWS is a way to remember the five grains that are considered um, hametz during Passover. These are grains that, when applied with water, they, they ferment themselves. You don't need to add yeast. They're, they come alive with yeast by themselves. So, brows, B is barley. R is rye. O is oats. W is wheat. And S is spelt. So, those five grains are what you're also looking for if they're prepared or packaged foods, because they've probably been incorporated with some kind of liquid to cause them to be hummets. Yes. And they all contain the protein gluten, mm-hmm. and the word gluten in English is spelled very similar to the word glutton. Oh. <laughs> oh. I like to look at hummets in that wow. way. <laughs> there you go. I don't eat wheat uh-huh. for Passover, or I try not to eat it ever, but yeah. so... Wow. I always found it discriminatory when I buy the gluten-free matzah and it says not kosher for Passover. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. But we're taking out gluten, Mm -hmm. which is hummus. How can this be not kosher for Passover? Well, right. So the, the, you know, kosher for Passover matzah is made with wheat. Mm -hmm. So what's up with that? Right? I mean, that's what we've just cleaned out. But wait, we're going to put, put it in. So, it is, it is, the reason for that is um, this has been prepared in a way that it has been wet and baked, you know, cooked within an 18-minute time period so that it doesn't um, leaven itself. So, um, but I, I thought that was very interesting. So, the chametz and the matzah. Um, yes. Um, I understand how if you had a product that had any of these in it, it would be likely that they would, you know, would have loved themselves. But do you also remove like the dry grain if you have a dry package of wheat or oats and you aren't cooking with it? Do you take that out as well? Um, we've done different things different years. <laughs> like my husband would like to say, our current <laughs> um, is anything that's been processed. Um, I have some rolled oats that probably in that process they would need to have been dampened or wetted up to be rolled out in the processing 
Okay. Those will not be kosher for Passover in my home. Okay. Um, I have a big bag of wheat berries, but they are not processed. They have not been wet. Those are kosher. I can grind my own flour and make homemade, if I want to tackle that and have it cooked within 18 minutes. Um, so the actual wheat berry grain, from my understanding, is kosher for Passover because it has not been wet. So unprocessed. Unprocessed. So um, I have been known to buy, to accidentally buy um, a big bag of flour from Costco. And I'm un I, under the I have the understanding that in that process <coughs> of having to grind it, it, it may have become, you know, affected by the waters, whatever. And so it would not be kosher for Passover. So, going back to the, the words with the matzah and the chametz. Now, chametz, I mean, we, we can, in one way we can picture it as sin. So, you know, avoid it, remove it. Um, know that that is a picture of that. Be, but this is permissible. That's my, the that rest, my question. Why is it okay? Yeah. Okay, so this is this is what I, I picked up this year in studying with the chametz and the matzah. Because of the het and the, the hay, I have to see it. Um, yeah, matzah, remember, if, without the attention to the detail, 18 minutes, did it get wet, grinding, is it baked, do you have me? all of this stuff, mitzvahs, if without the attention to detail and maybe the correct per, uh, prescribed way of doing a mitzvah, it can become chametz. Mm -hmm. So that was my take on chametz and, and matzah. And, and that was, to me, this year's big slap in the face. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was hard because when you want to go about a mitzvah, whatever it is, um, and you can rely either on your own strength and you think this is me doing this that's pride um, it's a good thing it's a good thing um, so that, that's been kind of my challenge my personal call this year my stirring from the Lord I think as I've looked at matzah and chametz this is, these are good things even a mitzvah can become Comments mm -hmm. without the correct attention to detail and presented to Hashem in the way that he, he desires. Um, so that that's that Tough. was my highlight mm -hmm. stuff that I'm like, whoa. So um, that was that was my my um that's my current view and I'm working on it. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Um, what what do what does your house do about um, hard alcohol? Um, there are that that's that's a new question for us this year because that is one that we've been trying, building our little collection. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, my son. <laughs> um, there are there are. Oh gosh, I can't remember. A scotch is. A bunch of them come from. A bunch of them come from those grains. So yeah, no beer, no scotch during Passover. Do you not drink it, or do you do throw it away? 
Ooh, I don't know. Um, I think that's why we have Pearl. Where's <laughs> all the I guess we're kind of um, asking this year. Uh, I know there are um, different ones that are like either from potato and you know, so those would be permissible. Um, I don't have the answer on okay, what do we throw it out? Do we give it to someone? Do we sell it to? I, we'll let the Zadi class answer that one. Um, we've done different things different times. You know, put a blanket over it in the corner. <laughs> away and you know so we've, we've, we've probably done it all I, pro I have not sold it for a dollar you know I haven't done that we, we might explore just to yeah, go ahead and say we've done them all <laughs> well, um, here's the word for the five ingredients is, it, is that would be the quignote, which would not be permissible in Ashkenazi. Um, but I know red wine vinegar, apple cider vinegar, those are not made from right. the... But like, ketchup has vinegar. Right. So it, like again, vinegar. it's... You know, yeah. So I mean, it depends on how you... Right. Right. I, we, we printed out. Yeah. yeah. Mayo. Any, anything packaged. Yeah. Anything packaged. The ingredient on vinegar is vinegar, right? Right. Oh, it's vinegar, but, but how is it made? But how? But what kind of vinegar? It's That's, I think, the question. Yeah. Was yeah. It well, if it's just like distilled white vinegar, then that, that, according to some, is hametz. Yes. So Greg hummus said the. I'm sorry. Hametz in, in modern Hebrew is vinegar. Like when I was taking my modern Hebrew oh, really? class, it's vinegar. That's how you say vinegar. Wow. So that that's a thought that, you know. Yeah, I, I it's pretty it all. <laughs> right. Well, apples again. I think it's based on the five grains that. Right, are but so like distilled white vinegar is like that's just the one. But if it's if you have like a can of a like, jar of apple cider vinegar, that's fine. But like right, because that's made from apples. Right, right. But so you have to ask the app the white the white white vinegar. Yeah, what is it made from? That I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's either made from one of the five grains. Let me Google it real quick. Okay. Okay. The other thing, Greg, Greg did say, I mean, because there, there is so much complexities that go into, you know, being kosher pastor, all of this stuff. I'm ready to move on. Um, <laughs> the Orthodox right. Union has a great website, and they have a Passover, like, list, checklist mm -hmm. of ingredients and things that you can check and see if it would be kosher for Passover. 
Um, we did just place our big order with um, Griller's Pride, and they have like kosher preserved ketchup. There's actually recipes that you can make your own barbecue sauce, because all of that is usually made with vinegar. And mm -hmm. so if you can't identify what kind of vinegar was used, then it's, it, you know, it would be questionable and, you know, how much sin do you yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, I think we are move off of that, but I was just going to say we are not the first people with these questions. Oh yeah. So yes, if you look around, there. there are definitely yeah. places to go, and we don't have to assume this is up. Oh, was everything? No, no, we don't know. Okay. What's that? One of my questions on my on my little page that you passed around was um, how do you make a seder? Um, Kid friendly, and I, you're really good at that, so I thought okay. we were good to like share your. Yes, we're, we're gonna get there. Okay. Is there any questions as we, before we move on? We're, I'm now doing in my timeline. So we've been cleaning, searching chametz. What is chametz? We've got brows to remember. We've got oh, vinegar to watch for. So now we've been doing all of our cleaning, and we do a little ritual with with the kids. Um, the search for chametz, and do you guys do this one? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Have you have you done this one yet? Not done this one. Okay. This is a beautiful. Um, I, I I can make things anything into a game. So, <laughs> the search for chametz is usually a scavenger hunt at my house. Um, we start even with the big kids. <laughs> this little story, and at the end of our little story, we have a clue. Then that sends them to. The, the place to go find the chametz search for it. Um, That's fun. I, I, I love it. I will share. This is usually a time where I've been in prayer, and as I've been looking for chametz in my house, in my life, in my kids' lives, and, and what's going on in my home, that um, I, I, the Lord helps me. I'm knowing how I'm praying for my kids and whatever issues that they're in right now. And I make it into a rhyme. <laughs> like I tell them, I know I'm praying for you. This time I'm praying for you. So I brought some of my little rhymes to share with you. Um, and I just think it's a beautiful picture. I, I had the opportunity to share um, this story with some um, Christian friends that I was with. And they were struggling with trying to find meaning in Easter eggs and what they were doing to celebrate the resurrection. And, and I told them what we were doing with Passover and the search for leaven and how you have to go around and you're searching for leaven and leaven can be a picture of sin and we, we have flashlights, we turn off the lights, we have candles, it's even more scary, it's so fun. And we're going around and we're trying to find um, Cheerios, usually Cheerios in my house. Remember, you've just cleaned a lot and you don't want anything really messy. So we have a Cheerio and we you know use the feather representative the Holy Spirit, helping us to find and identify and collect and gather up that sin and putting it on our wooden spoon. Well, we do that and we think of this wooden spoon as a tree, that's where it's come from, it's wood. And we think, where have we placed our sin? We believe in Yeshua, Messiah. So he has taken that sin upon the cross. And so I'm relating this to my friend who's struggling with like, Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. And I'm sharing th this beautiful tradition and how messianic it is. She was sold. She was like, oh, ah, where can I get that? <laughs> so, you know, dollar store, the park. Where are you? Christian friends that Easter eggs belong. 
long on the Passover Seder plate. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, you can hard boil steak with good on the Seder plate. Yeah. Um, let's see, where's the little these? Okay, so I'll just share a couple of little rhymes that we've, we've done. And I'm not a very good rhymer, but um, I, I've hid them anywhere from, I love to spread them out. Like, they're either on the top floor, or they're in the basement, or they're outside, because they're never just like moving along. You, I make them run, so they're going all over the place. Um, I think my son put a video on YouTube one time of us doing our little comments search. Um, so I haven't looked at these, but I have several years in here. Um, okay, so we use this to know what he says, why is sin, sin? This is always the best place to begin. So where we keep our Bibles it was where the first clue was. So then they'd go to the Bibles, and then they'd find this one. Um, sometimes sin is the little thoughts that we entertain in our head. Everyone should go and check under their bed. So there was four beds, and so we had to go. You know, so somebody's bed would have the next clue. So they're, now they're looking at all the beds, and whoever finds it, you know, gets to carry it and they put it in a little baggie, and then we we burn it the next day. Um, though we don't go here often, the potential is great. Little sins not dealt with can grow to a huge weight. So I think. I don't remember where this one was, but it sounds like it was either in the basement because that was where all our potential is. It's an unfinished basement. <laughs> Great potential. Um, and then, or with, we left with the weights, the workout you know, area. So just, I made it fun, made it yeah. a little scavenger hunt, and they went out to go find them. Um, oh, <laughs> there you go. Sometimes sin is obvious. We just res we just resist, kick, and run. Um, check the place where we throw things out. We usually have a ton. Okay. I mean, goofiness. The kids love it, you know. And you know, some are a little bit trickier, and so then I'm relying on the older kids to um, help out or whatever. So I think the big kids enjoy it as well. So that's that's a fun thing. That's you know, we've, we've all cleaned. We've all now we're searching for it, and it's a. That's a big deal. Um, so we go on our chametz hunt. Mm. Oh, I think that's cool that you do a scavenger for it. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. It's for us. We haven't done that, so it's usually like, "All right, guys, go find it." And I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's cool. Um, so that is the chametz. Um, as far as keeping the seder um, engaging and interactive, there are a ton of resources online. I've pinned a lot on Pinterest. Um, I, I was asking, there was, you know, you ask, you ask a Jew a question, you get three opinions. <laughs> so I googled it and got several opinions as well. What are the minimal things to do for a Seder? Like what, what do you have to have to call it a Seder? Um, two I found on every list. You got to eat matzah and you have to retell the story of coming out of Egypt. Um, so I brought the Seder plate. Of course, these are the other elements that would be included in your Seder. Um, it's always good to do the lamb shank ahead of time. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that takes a while, actually. Um, I think this went into an ant bed to be cleaned, because they clean it really well. 
and it went into well, probably not a kosher thing to do, but went into the dishwasher mm -hmm. and to and like it cleaned it. So anyway, um, yeah. Do you so save yours? I save mine because yeah. you only have to do that once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have one that's in the freezer. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's um, great to have is the what's the bag called? The echad or the do you remember? The food. No, no. Oh, it is. That's hard, which means one. Um, is the bag have a name? Is the hamatosh? No. Afikomen is the middle. Afikomen is the middle. Oh, that's the middle. I don't remember. Okay. The three The three in here. So there's three compartments for, it's, it's, you can make it with napkins, um, but it's, it's used during the Seder where you place three different, three separate pieces. And it's so, so fascinating that you pull out the middle one, you break it, and you hide for the apikomen. So, um, you know, why three pieces? You know, all, all of those are also fascinating, um, I guess, studies. Those are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and there's you. lots of answers to why. Yes, and lots <laughs> of answers. So, um, I, I came across, <laughs> there, there is now a Haggadah that, um, is like online, like you can download the app for the Haggadah, mm -hmm. and it has a button, and you push it, and it has all the songs for the money to It's oh. really cute, very interactive. I guess you know, it's better than having to print them out or whatever. Um, so there's so many ways that you can do your Haggadah. It's helpful that everyone has one so that you can follow along. There's certain blessings, and the leader would would say them at the same time, or he he would say the blessings, and we all be be responding. Um, for the cocktail drinkers, you know, there are four, usually four cups of wine in the Seder. I came across one that was the four cocktails. Ooh. And it did, it did address and list the ones that would be kosher for Passover. Um, and they, they had the springtime remembrance. And they, I mean, I was thinking, if you want your um, Seder, you know, being adult engaged, you know, um, that, that was really cute. And they had their little names for them. Um, like springtime remembrance, the um, the mortar. I mean, it was it was really cute. So anyway, that was um, interesting. On JewishBoston.com. JewishBoston.com. They have a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, you can find anything, anything online. Um, so now I will just briefly kind of show you some of the things that we've used at our cedars. Um, I I came to Messianic Judaism um, from Texas. So, you know, they do things bigger and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, but our congregation would always print out information packets. Um, and so I always grab them when I go back down because they actually change them every year. So information packets to get ready for Passover. Um, our congregation in Texas hosts about a thousand person Seder um, the second night of Passover, like for a second Seder. We have the first night in our homes, and then the second night we rent this huge ballroom, and we have a kosher meal and do the the um, huge production. It's it's huge, um, but it's beautiful, and it's because it involves so many in the community. Um, it is a beautiful time of prayer, and the rabbis send out you know prayer cards like this is what we're specifically praying for. It is a time for the Jewish people's redemption. It is a time to pray for salvation. It's a time to pray for miracles, <coughs> um, and God is attentive to, to that. So it's, 
I just come across Passover from the beginning that I loved Passover. It was awesome. Um, so, let's see. Um, the order of the Seder. And I forgot where I was going with that. Um, oh. Hmm? I'm going to show you something. Yes. Um, so, Passover song. Oh, so the reason I told you all that is because I had a folder. Oops, I had a folder that was for spring feasts and fall feasts, and I'm just kind of old school. My husband wants me to scan all of this and throw the books away, and but then I just have to print it out again. So why yeah. do that? So, so I had to go from the spring feast folder to this one is just Passover. Wow. <laughs> Um, so I've had a list here of like who we've hosted over the years, um, the seating arrangements, what was the menu, things like that. Because I, I try to write down what's the most memorable, what would we want to do that one again? <laughs> or you know, what, what did we learn and things like that. Um, do you go through all the pages every year in order to prepare? Mm, <coughs> no, I just usually keep looking until I find something I like and then I... <laughs> But these are, I've already made copies of color pages for the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I have that. Um, I definitely recommend the snacks to be laid out on the table because the Seder can be really long, but it doesn't have to be really long. And it can be really boring, but it doesn't have to be boring. Um, it, it, it can be whatever you want. I think with Seder, like any Passover most for Seders, like anything goes. That's probably one of the um, Jewish holidays that most Jewish people um, will celebrate. So somehow, in some way, they will attend the Seder, they will do something. Um, so it, there's, they can look like anything. Um, so I will show you. I, I typically have um, children. As we started this, like I said, when my kids were, were a lot younger, um, and that I think it can be engaging for adults. We've done um, where you're retelling the story, remember, matzah and retelling the story. So those are the two things that I'm going to focus on. Um, I already told you about the matzah. The, the telling of the story, to keep it engaging and interactive, I've usually had bags of props. And we would divide the little the story of Exodus with like this is your scripture of reading and this is the part of the story. You get this bag. This is your team. You have I don't know 10, 15 minutes, something like that, to make up your presentation. This is your portion of the story of leaving Exodus. Here is your bag of props. You go do it. And here's your bag. And same thing. So everybody's you know. Around, they're opening their bag. And like, what, what is this crazy, you know, lady talking about? She's got all this stuff in our bag. And then, 15 minutes goes by, and we're like, okay, now we have an interactive retelling of the story of leaving Exodus. So we've had, we've had people, um, like, really do skits, do puppet shows. I mean, somebody said it all in rhyme one year. I mean. It's, and, so, and you know, if, we're, if you're hosting a couple of seders, you're like, you should have seen the guys last night. Come on, you got to show them up. You know? I mean, we just—it's—it's it's just a fun you know, time. That's for totally adults, and then to, for me to keep the kids entertained while that's either going on. Um, during the plagues, 
whoever is doing their show, the kids then go through with all the plagues. Um, so let me show you my plague um, box. I have found this one this year on MarthaStewart.com. And <laughs> this will be um, on a little baggie, like a little lunch sack stapled. This is me not preparing, sorry. <laughs> I would like to show you that this will be on a little lunch bag and all of these different plague items will be inside the bag. Mm. So as they hear that coming out, now the, stu the, the children are listening to the story and then in the story when it's talking about blood, oh, oh, they go inside their bag and they find something that was for the blood, mm -hmm. okay? Um, when we get to the frogs, there's lots of frogs in their bags, so now we have flying frogs, mm -hmm. part of our Seder. Um, and so sometimes, you know, the kids are working with the adults who are sharing the story, or sometimes we're just interrupting the adults because we're now raining down ping pong balls as hail, and, you know, and it's, it's very messy and it's a lot of fun. The other thing that I learned about matzah, you know, we've just spent so much time cleaning, and you crack one matzah, and there's crumbs. And, and I think that, but that is like the good deeds. If that, that's how we, we should just be scattering like goodness all over the place. That's what I think matzah is. And so again, as I'm a little sad to see all the clean floors, you know, now sprinkled with matzah and little red stickers from boils as we you know, put boils on everywhere. It's just, it's just a beautiful picture of how we live our lives, what we do, and it should just be evident everywhere. And this is God's, God's timing, God's goodness. We're doing what he's called us to do. And, and it can be seen. It's something real. It's something, I, I think that's very beautiful. Um, so let me show you what may show up in the Upham's bag of tricks this year. Um, you can see I like to order from Oriental Trading Company. And um, I'll do a little product review. Don't get these frogs. <laughs> these are kind of cheapy, cheapy frogs, but We've had, we've been known, if you've been to my house here, we have that long hallway, like from the dining room that goes into the sofa area. Well, I have a little piece of tape, and then we have frog races with the kids to see who can, you know, get their frog across the finish line the fastest. So, um, I mean, you, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> we have, I think you had mentioned about slinging frogs. I heard something recently about maybe having a picture of Pharaoh on the wall and have the kids, you know, attack <laughs> Pharaoh. So this one is a brand new, um, you know, slinging frog. He's, I mean, he goes far. I, I don't resist. <laughs> so um, again, these will either be in little baggies for each child or they will be with the uh, props. So when they're reading that plague, then they have all of these to pull out and use. So um, the dollar store is a good friend for these things. I think these are from the dollar store. These are actually better than the ones from um, the, you know, they hop. Um, so frogs, we've done masks before so that the kids will all do, this is boils. I'm not sure who drew this as a child. This is lice. <laughs> they would hold it up so that they would be that lice plague. Um, I think this is the pestilence of the, yeah, the cows. The cows. Mm. Um, Maybe this is death of the firstborn. Mm -hmm. um, here's an example of little styrofoam balls. They don't hurt. They're very light. They're not going to knock over furniture. Styrofoam balls are the hail. 
Um, these little, you know, I've got to figure out what to do with the yellow dot stickers and the green dot stickers because every year I just use the pink dot stickers for oils. So, you know, they get a couple of sheets of these and um, then they just go stick them on everybody. So everybody's covered in boils like we're acting out the plays. Um, you know, that's really fun. Let's see. Um, oh, yes. We have, this is, this is going to be new this year. Um, these are the hails. They are glow-in-the-dark little squishy balls. Oh, that's awesome. So, <laughs> be lightning hail this year. Yeah, yeah. lightning, <laughs> lightning so, hail. You know, um, this fun stuff. This I found at um, Royal Trading Company. This is also for the plague of the uh, cattle. Oh. So, you know, and then it's just something that the kids can go home with, or, you know, you could just keep it out, and you're like, remembering that, you know? We've done um, everything from little flashlights because they had light in Goshen, but there was the plague of darkness. So we had our flashlights because we had light. Or we've done it where we've had sunglasses because there was darkness. Um, so, you know, the kids love these. That we really <laughs> You've got giant sunglasses on. Um, you know, and, and have, have people act it out, have people, you know, so they got this on, they're like, yeah, no, I couldn't see you. Before. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, just fun stuff like, is there anything else in there? Finger pop, I mean, there's all kinds of um, things that you can already buy that are already done, things like that to incorporate with that. Um, so I usually have a little color page for the children. They have a little Seder plate that they can color. Um, Oriental Trading Company. I have color pages and, and mazes and things like that to keep them entertained with their plate of cheese or um, uh, crackers and grapes, you know, so that they're not starving. So there's, you know, a little bit of the <coughs> presentation of during the Seder. There's some prayers and blessings, and then you have the meal, and then you finish up. So, um, so I, so yeah, Greg tries to keep us. In order, <laughs> and um, but he's he's very gracious in letting me share um, lots of wild stuff in the table. I was talking about the blood on the doorpost. Oh, the blood on the doorpost. Um, yeah. I think you're famous for that. <laughs> um, we uh, again just being interactive. Um, we do not use real blood. <laughs> it is Crayola tempera paint with a, a squirt of Dawn soap, so that. In the event it smears or gets puddled somewhere, it's not too bad to clean up. There's always a bag of wipes and um, paper <laughs> towels close by as well. Um, but I make my little hyssop out of parsley and skewers. And I, because the skewers kind of help it not be so floppy and it gives you a little bit more control. And I just make small little paint brushes that look like hyssop, parsley, and we dip it in a bowl of temper paint, um, you know, poster paints and things washable. And then um, I've put over our lentil where everyone can see it, um, you know, part of the, the Seder, um, inverted wrapping paper. So it's white, mm -hmm. and but it's, any wrapping paper works. Um, I just use the back side of the wrapping paper and we tape up the door and we have the kids paint it. Um, usually Greg is going on with a different part of the Seder and this is the, the kids um, kind of time to do that. Um, I really um, enjoy that and I keep it up all week because I'm just reminded of, again, Yeshua, you know, the, the blood that was applied for salvation. Mm. 
that the the they were saved by that blood. They lived, and knowing that my eternal life, you know, salvation comes from the blood of Yeshua being applied in the heart and, and life. It's just beautiful. I just I've never seen any other great pictures of Judaism. is is beautiful in the symbolism and the traditions and. Um, so I, that's just one that we've taken advantage of, and it just really it, it's striking every year. I've never seen it, but if you should you should take a, like an Instagram of it <laughs> and post it so that we know what it looks like. Oh, okay. This yeah, year. It, we're yeah. counting on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. We've had um, adults come that were sabros, like from Israel. And they they've never been to a seder like ours before. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but they um, but I had the opportunity to tell them what a little bit of the difference was as the blood that we we know that that blood was Yeshua, and um, I, that was just really really neat. They they really thought that was cool. Like yeah, we need to do this, you know. So anyway, um, Passover is a lot of work, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I find it a very interesting time to be able to kind of reach out to people. Mm -hmm. um, we typically try to share this event um, with people that we, we are in school with, um, different groups or co-ops and things, uh, neighbors, and um, most people are very receptive because it is a, um, like we've all seen the Ten Commandments, they all know, and a lot of Christians are like, oh, they, they've already been to a Jesus in the Passover type. Seder, um, and and I I like to say, but there are seven feasts and festivals, you know, <laughs> and yes, Yeshua is such a picture of all of this, and you know, but that's only one out of seven. Just he he fulfills that picture, that prophecy, that that example in all of these feasts, and oh really? Tell me more, you know. So. Um, is there any questions? I forgot to show you my little fly swatters. <laughs> <laughs> so, super giant fly swatters, you know, for gnats. So the, Those would be perfect for lice flies. Yes. <laughs> so, they're like these are unused. Big. Yeah. Um, again, actually, you should have seen, I got these in Texas. And I had to fly oh, home. <laughs> I had to fly home, but they do come apart for, you know, storage purposes. And for fitting in suitcases. Um, so did I did I cover everything? Yeah, anything else? Any other questions for preparing the seder? I, mean, I have a question for you for anyone. What tips would you have like for if you're going to host a seder for the first time? Which I'm not. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, start small. And know your audience. Um, Plan food that's not too difficult to, yeah. to keep warm or to get out on the table because mm -hmm. it's going to sit there for a while mm -hmm. before you eat it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brisket's a really Mine good too. one. <laughs> Since I hosted a seder mm -hmm. for all non-Jews, uh -huh. <laughs> cool. was to follow your haggadah. Oh. I, I brought a copy of it. I went to your seder and I oh, really yeah. liked oh. how you did things, and I just I didn't have extra copies that was the right. only problem so I just read from my copy and yeah uh, told the story with Yeshua in mm -hmm. the story and right. to because the cup one of the two of the people attending were a Catholic couple okay. former wow. professor and his wife hmm. and I thought it would really put a different spin mm -hmm. on things and they appreciate it yeah mm -hmm. beautiful mm -hmm. then we use uh, checklists 
Yeah. Because there's just so much and yeah. you don't want to get bogged down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Checklists are beautiful. And also, um, for, for my Seder, I ordered gluten-free oat matzah, and I know oats okay. are not, but this was from like a rabbinically mm -hmm. sacrosanct right, right. stamp on, mm -hmm. you know, from the, the factory where they make yeah. gluten-free matzah and regular. Um, so I got this matzah, I spent a lot of money on it, yeah. thinking, oh, this better be really tasty. Oh, guess <laughs> what? That was very bitter. Mm. Bitter? Mm. Wow. Yeah, regular wheat matzah doesn't even come close. What? Regular mm -hmm. rice, gluten-free mm -hmm. matzah doesn't even come close. This really gave you the experience <laughs> sense <laughs> of the bitterness of the <laughs> so, Since I didn't want to eat that much of it, no. I gave it to my guest and told it in the story of like, wow, now funny. you will experience <laughs> what it was like. <laughs> I don't think we want to attend anymore. <laughs> is, is anyone doing their own for the first time this year? Because I, I know we've done most of us have done them before. Kevin and I might, but we haven't. We still need to like figure it out. Yeah, we might too. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Always exciting to do. Yeah, yeah for the first time. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, the other, I guess, festival that hits right in that week of Passover, of course, you have the night of Passover, you have Seder's, you have um, Bikarim. That is that third day. And so the history of that one is really cool. So there's a couple of things that we've tried to do off and on, um, making these little hollow cookies, like they're kind of almost meringue type and they pop up and we open them if they're empty, like the tomb is empty type of thing. Um, and there's some different scriptures and things here with that. And if that just wasn't really enough, um, my husband has included for the past few years, um, we've been doing Seydat Mashiach, which is the meal of Messiah. So that would be the last day of Passover. And um, First Fruits of Zion has a really nice um, Haggadah that goes with that. Um, Troy Mitchell has the CD that has all the songs that goes with it. But it's another Seder, um, very, uh, I think Chabad does. It's a Hasidic tradition. It's a Hasidic tradition. Um, but we keep the focus of Neo um, Messiah Yeshua. So that's, that's also kind of thrown into that week of Passover. So, um, Anyway, that's all I have to share. I hope that was informative and you don't think I'm too crazy with that.